Maker Chic podcast, where we are pulling it together while we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Um, I am not wearing any red lips. I am red-cheeked from gardening. Uh, it is post-Mother's Day recovery day. We are here with you better late than never. Maybe I shouldn't have said better. Maybe we'll wait till the end of the show. Maybe. <laughs> we might just be here. Uh, today, we're going to have some some old school fun. Shay and I have not spoken in a few days, so we're just going to catch up and share our stories. So I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and Shay is Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead and Together. And with all of you, we are Homemaker Chic. Hello, friend. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Oh, back at it. Okay, here we are. Here we are. Well, part of my problem is it doesn't feel like Monday to me because, surprise, I ended up not staying at home last night. Stu surprised me with a night away for Mother's Day. And now I'm just completely discombobulated. I can't tell up from down and left from right. And I'm... It's too early to cue yeah. the wine music, right? Probably. Probably. Okay. It is finally the appropriate time of day, though. I know. I have my glass here. I have my bottle. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit uh, <laughs> feeling the same. It feels like Saturday to me because we also went away yesterday for an overnight. Um, I happened to share Mother's Day with my husband's birthday. So I surprised him. And took him to a local inn that is very sentimental for us. It's where we used to stay before we lived here. And uh, yeah, that's <laughs> just special. totally off. Just totally off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now can we cue the wine music? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can. Thank you. Our show. Goodness. Our show. Great. Dang it. We can do it. Oh, we I want. had a really good bottle this weekend. Of course, I don't remember what it was called, but man, it was a sh- chateau, like chateau something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was excellent. Absolutely excellent. This is um, one of our favorite parts of the show because we love this company so much. We want you to memorize this. It's very easy. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And so here at Homemaker Chic, we are all about better, not more. And that carries over from our makeup bag into our pantries and even into our wine cabinets. We'd rather have less of anything. At least we're we're trying to convert ourselves along to that mentality, along with you. Everything we do, friends, is right alongside of you. But we are trying to fully embrace this better, not more concept. And we have chosen to have the best wine that budget can allow. And we would serve that to you if you came over to our house for dinner. We would pour you a vibrant, alive glass of beautiful old world wine from Dry Farm Wines. Mm-hmm. I poured a glass. Would you like to know what I'm sipping today, Miss Angela? Sure. What are you sipping? Okay. This is one we've talked about on the podcast before. And I chose it tonight because it paired with the fact that I couldn't find my wine opener. And so it has a screw top. She's go-to. So, so if you're wondering why I chose it for this fine Monday, that's why. 
Um, this is a hyperflux compression, is what it called. What it's called? Is that the? Like, it looks Vinci? like an atom, yeah. but it's not. I think it's a windmill okay. of some sort. But <laughs> here's something interesting about Austrian wines. Now, you actually see a lot of Austrian wines in dry farms. You don't see a ton of Austrian wines commercially, right? No. So, I was wondering why. Oh, look at my sun is changing. I was wondering why I was this was. Say you just got really dark. Well, we've talked about grocery store shelves. They like to be stocked with things that taste the same, right? So you get a, a Merlot. You can grow a Merlot in California. You can grow a Merlot in Australia. You can grow a Merlot in France. Like mm-hmm. there's just this consistency element. Well, first off, Austria is very small, so it's hard for them to grow a ton of anything. But Austria sort of has protected itself from for lack of a better term, selling out all of their vineyards to Mm -hmm. these more commercially acceptable, these big brand varieties, right? Yeah. And so remember when Todd was on the show, he said like even American wineries are owned all by like four companies. Yeah. Oh, it's just said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the fast food industry. Okay. Well, Austria Mm -hmm. sort of protected itself and it has these what what they really consider indigenous grape varieties that grow best in Austria. And it has sort of just tucked in with these beautiful varieties that really you don't see, which is why you don't see a lot of Austrian wines on the shelves. Okay. So this is from a region. You would not believe this word. (laughs) Niederosterich. Oh yeah. There's a, you you can YouTube that pronunciation. Niederosterich. Oh my gosh. This is 100%, listen to this, 100% Gelber Muscateller. Have you ever heard of a Gelber Muscateller grape? No. See? See? Okay. But that is what I am sipping, my friends. This is actually a really low alcohol wine. This is just 10.33%. Right. So your standard wine is 14%. So this is literally about two thirds of the amount of alcohol. That's probably not great math. Somewhere. <laughs> your German and your math, Shay, everything about you is just. I'm so professional. <laughs> well, you know what's really so great amazing. is, um, you know, the thing about dry farm, them not adding sugar, especially with the white something like that and the lower alcohol content you don't just like have a glass and feel like you just drank a big giant sugar bomb yeah or just be super thirsty or even bloated yeah sorry that's a big one for women it's like i know that's not very chic to talk about yes but we would like to invite you to enjoy a classy clean wine with us um Mm. as we you know we chit chat and we catch up after after a mother's day weekend what dry farm will do is they will ship you organically grown uh, wines that are from small family farms. They're sugar-free, additive-free, no GMO yeast, no purple dye. They will send them right to your doorstep. If your state doesn't allow for that, you can arrange with a local wine shop to have them ship it to them and everything will be okay. (laughs) So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And when you place your very first order, which I think you need to do Like right when the show is over, that's what you need to do. So you're set up for summer. When you do that, you're going to get an extra bottle for a penny. Yes. 
This is delicious, by the way. Super tart. Yeah, I'm kind of jelly. Super apricot. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I should probably hydrate. Okay, I have to tell you, Angela, about my last 24 hours. Okay. Okay. So, young moms who are whose husband forgot Mother's Day and you spent Mother's Day nursing your babies and basically living life as normal. I have a story. Remind me. (laughs) No, go ahead. No, you go. I'm going to make a note. Okay. My light keeps changing here because I'm in the I know. I'm I'm sitting in the dark. It's just going to get darker and darker. Sorry, patrons. Um, Okay. I want you to know, moms, like I've been there. I've spent all, basically all my Mother's Days like that. I've spent the Mother's Day where Stu really tries to do something special with the kids and it's kind of a bomb. I've done the ones where nobody even remembers it's Mother's Day. (laughs) Done them all. (laughs) This was the first one where he had actually, like, you know, prepared to send me away for the night with my friend, dear friend Jody. And so Jody and I met up at a hotel in a town very close by us. And we just got to spend the last 24 hours in this hotel but (laughs) y'all this was like not like any hotel I'd ever been to in my life because well the whole point is that it's meant to feel I don't want to call it a spa because when you think spa you think like cheap plastic plants and really bad music and like artificial zen I don't. I I'm just kidding. Oh, I was just like, okay, well, I'm always like, can't they just play Mozart? Well, that's that's the thing. So bad. We were talking. We're talking like Bach on cello, you know. Mm. And this place was done. I I, I can't even. (laughs) There aren't words to put into it yet. I haven't fully processed it. Needless to say, I've spent the last 24 hours basically in and out of every different variety of sauna known to man and and dipping into the ice pool like Yona. Did you do a cold plunge? Yes. Like uh-huh. seven of them. Oh my gosh. No, I went for it. So that's why my body's just like, it's like kind of just like this. Like what's, what are we doing? Are we hot? Are we cold? I did it all. Left nothing undone. I didn't, I didn't know you went with a friend. Mm -hmm. I thought that you went with Stuart. Nope. Somebody had to stay with the kids. That is cool. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yep. Um, I got a massage from, from, Joel and the kids for Mother's Day, which is, Mm. uh, they've never done anything like that before. So Mm -hmm. I was pretty touched. I came down in the morning to make breakfast and the little handmade card was on the counter. Mm. And I'm very excited about that because, um, because massage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then (laughs) I surprised Joel with this trip and well trip like down the road literally <laughs> um we wanted to go i said to him i said why don't we go into the next town and we'll just like walk around like the old days just me and you and we'll go to the pub and we'll have a good time he's like that's exactly what i want to do for mm-hmm. my birthday i'm like well that's great because this hotel is like a block into into town right so then when we got there so he we um 
We went to the nursery in the morning as a family. I like to do something gardening related for my birthday and for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. So I drug the whole family to this nursery that's like a half hour away. That's just beautiful. And we really had a good time. I thought the kids would be kind of annoyed. (laughs) I didn't care, Mm -hmm. but I thought they would be. Mm -hmm. And we just like wandered all around. All of my children are crazy for succulents, Mm -hmm. like even the big ones. And there was this huge display of succulents and I thought they were going to lose their minds. It was adorable. Got home. I'm like, Joel, why don't you go decompress? You know, put your head back, whatever. Because I hadn't thrown his bag in the back of the truck. So he left the room and I grabbed the bag out of my closet and I go running through the kitchen. The kids are like, go, mom, go. I threw it in the back of the truck. And when we got to town, I said, why don't you park up by the inn? Like just for old time's sake. And we'll go in the lobby and see, um, we haven't been in there in like mm-hmm. forever. So we walked in and the lady's like, oh, are you here to check in? And Joel got really uncomfortable. And I said, yes, we are. And he, I turned around and he's like, wait, what? Joel oh. gets, he can get like taken so off guard. He was just talking about discombobulated for like eight minutes. He's like, what's happening? What's happening? Oh. Um, and then I have this really just uh, confession. Okay. We did nothing glamorous. <laughs> Seriously, we put on their big plush bathrobes. We mm-hmm. took a jacuzzi mm-hmm. and we watched six hours of HGTV. Six hours? <laughs> oh my word! Confession. Oh. We don't have to. We don't that have is TV. so hot. It was so awesome. We just Man. made their like big okay. Slobs, okay, don't and we just watched. End of story. And we don't need any more details. Whatever. I'm not giving any details. Gosh, <laughs> that's fabulous. Takeover or something like mm-hmm. that. It was like must have some marathon. Is this what people do on Sunday nights? I don't know. HGTV marathons? I it don't was know. awesome. We ordered a salad from a restaurant down the road, and we did nothing. No one talked to us. That's... No one needed their butt wiped. <laughs> no one fought. No one, nothing. No one wanted to play a video game or go on the neighbor's trampoline. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about that? That's excellent. I felt really great. Mm-hmm. Like, a few mm-hmm. hours into it. Like, this is so dumb. I can't believe we're doing this. And this is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, just nothing we ever do. I guess yeah. that's why it was entertaining because it was stop so. Coming in here. No, go talk to <laughs> Huh? And she's back. Mom's back. Seriously. Okay, go. <laughs> go with Uncle Jeremy. Um, but when we did go to the pub, this is what I thought of. Go. Because, you know, husbands, they either nail it or they don't, right? Uh, there were three gentlemen at the bar speaking rather loudly, which is pet peeve of mine in public. I don't know how you feel about that. When people are really loud in public, it makes me really uncomfortable. And I finally realized that the two women in the booth across from them with the two small children were the mom and the grandma. Totally on 100% child duty. Totally not having any fun, not talking to each other, while, I don't know, grandpa and dad and uncle or whatever were whooping it up at the bar. It was so, it made me really sad. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to give the mom a hug. She Mm -hmm. looked so miserable and I kind of wanted to 
you know, have words with the gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I used the term loosely at the bar. It just <laughs> made me really sad. And I was just start thinking about like just all the families where there's going to be so many different feelings on a day that has so many expectations or no yeah. expectations or guarded expectations. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. the, um, I don't know, the made up holidays and I do love Mother's Day, but you know what? There, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure so on all sides. Pressure. This was by far, I mean, the massage, I know some people go all out. Maybe a massage doesn't seem like a big deal to some of our listeners. It was a big deal to me. This mm-hmm. was about the best Mother's Day I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Just between getting away with Joel and... I'm glad. Just the, the tenderness from my family and stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad you had a good time. That sounds really... It sounds a little bit nicer than Hometown Takeover. <laughs> yeah, it was... I've, I thought about motherhood actually a lot while I was there. There was a couple in the spa and the way that it works. I mean, basically think of a Roman bathhouse in all marble. It's like that salt water, everything like it, all the things. But there was a woman there who was very pregnant Mm -hmm. and I struck up a conversation with them because that's what I do. And they were saying that not loudly. Oh, very aggressively and loudly. <laughs> so, in where German. are you from? You from around here, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> well, this was like their sixth or seventh time coming because they said, "Why would you go anywhere else?" And I said, "I don't know. Like now that I know that this is here and like you know very close to us, why would I go anywhere else?" Well, their baby was due in August, and part of me like felt very thankful that they had been able to sort of build this over time that they had had these experiences and memories Mm -hmm. and the other part of me was just like wait for it wait for it shay i know which you know how much we (laughs) hate when people say to us as moms but you just know there's no way to prepare for being a mom you could read the books people could give you their advice but like until you're in it it's you know, there's no way to explain to somebody what it's like to be flying with the blue angels until you're up there flying with the blue angels. I don't know why that that's the analogy that came to my head, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's because it's the end of the day on Monday. Both of us are like, make a thought, make a coherent thought. You can do it. Put words into the microphone and try not to sound like a turd. You've got this. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You don't. Oh, wait. <laughs> Um, Wait, you don't. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, my mind went lots of places because likewise, no one was talking to me except for Jody. <laughs> and see words. Um, <laughs> okay, this it's funny. It's very funny to me that I ended up at this place yesterday because I told Stu yesterday morning without knowing that this was going to be the situation, what was going to happen. I told him, I feel like... I need, you're going to laugh at this. I feel like I need to take up cold water swimming. And he was like, ha, 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 you dummy. You've talked about this for 10 years. You won't touch cold water. Like I won't even swim in the lake in the summertime because it's cold because I'm a sissy like that. Um, But I just, I was telling him that you almost feel that need to like jar your body, like just punch it and be like, hey, we're still alive right? Like we're still here and we're still alive and like, come on. 
I was just getting sore muscles, waking up stiff, you know, my shoulders constantly hurting, mm-hmm. um, typing on the computer, like my wrist hurts. I'm like, no, no. Like we are 34. This has to stop. Like we're or, not. Or middle age, or, as you said. <laughs> almost in 35. The, 10 days the till other, my birthday. The episode the other day. Yeah. Middle age. Yeah. My birthday is May 20th. If anyone would like to send me a 35-year-old birthday gift, I take I ibuprofen and ace bandages and Spanx. Spanx. <laughs> Metamucil. <laughs> anyway, so we go to this place. I'm sitting in the Finnish sauna. There's all these different ones. Hot, dry, cedar, pine, wet, Dang. dry, marble, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and... You would have torn it up. So I'm in the finished one. Cedar, uh-huh. 200 degrees. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I'm oh, in there and Jody's man. like, okay, we're doing this for seven minutes. And I'm like, okay, Jody, I'm ready. Like, you can't even walk on the floor. It's like you're a chicken. You're a chicken in an oven. <laughs> but we do. I, I get into the zone. You know, my okay. mind just goes. It just relaxes. Okay. And we get out and she's like, and now we're, we're going into the cold, cold dunk, plunge. the cold plunge. And I was like, we, we won't be doing that <laughs> because when you're in a 200 degree room and you walk out into 80 degree room, you feel like it's yeah. freezing. Anyway, she all but shoved me into the cold plunge and I did it and it was amazing. And my body, like the euphoria that they talk about that you experience after that, mm-hmm. I mean, it hurt. Don't get me wrong. It was horrible. That's the problem is it hurts. It hurts. The heat doesn't hurt. The cold hurts. Well, you know, Hugh Faring Whittingstall, he's a big cold swimmer. Cold water swimmer. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. Yeah. He does it every day now in the pond by his house. But he wears socks and gloves and a hat because he's like, it, it takes that like, you know, that really actually like painful sting in your feet. Yes. And stuff. Yeah. He said, for whatever reason, like the purists won't do that. But he, that's what he, that's his uniform. Okay. Little water shoes and gloves and a hat. Um, He probably looks adorable. Oh, I'm sure that he does. I'm sure that he does. Anyway, I would love to hear from y'all. If any of our listeners are cold water swimmers, I would love to, uh, by the way, I mean like a dunk. I don't mean like actually swimming. Yeah. Cause here's me. I'm like what, 30 laps in cold water. No, no, no. I think Hugh just does like a time. He just sort of treads water. But I have another friend who just put a stock tank by her door, filled it with water. And it was just like, this is the water you're going to get in every day, whether it's winter. I mean, I don't think that'd work in Wisconsin because the whole stock tank would just freeze solid. Would just be like a big ice cube. Yeah. But what if you put like a little, like a stock tank heater in it, like you do for your cow and then, which is basically just enough to keep it from freezing solid hmm. I don't know I'm only 24 hours into this thought so I haven't really taken it that far yet <laughs> but um, what's always shocking to me when you get away from your family is how quickly you can It takes. it's taken me 10 years to learn the skills that I have as a homemaker every parenting skill every homemaking skill like uh-huh. thought tooth and nail to get where I am and then you can take right. me out of that and put me in a sauna and I'm like I don't have children. What? Like I can totally oh, zero like transition. <laughs> yeah. Where we, when we were in New Orleans, uh, you just like within minutes, you're like, okay, I got my keys. I have my mm-hmm. phone. I'm going to walk out. I have my camera. I don't have to think about anybody yep. else. I haven't forgotten anything. We're good. 
I'm sane. Yep. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not like fair said, how easy it is to go that direction and how hard it is to go the other direction. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. The minute you get into that space, you it, you do. You just remember, oh, I'm a functioning adult and mm-hmm. I can make my way through an airport and park a vehicle, mm-hmm. and order food, mm-hmm. go to the bathroom by myself. Yeah. This is incredible. Yes. Amazing. Established in 1899, American Blossom Linens is an all-American company that turns organic, Texas-grown cotton into old-fashioned, dye-free, chemical-free sheets and linens. Here's a great review called I Sheet You Not. She says, honestly, I have searched a long time for sheets that not only have a certain feel, but are made in the USA. My search is over because of the fantastic product produced by American Blossom Linens. These sheets fit and hug the bed, which means my husband, a restless sleeper can't untuck the fitted sheets. There's extra length and width to the top sheet and even the pillowcases are a little longer. These are craftsman sewn sheets that are sustainably grown, dyed, and manufactured right here in the U.S. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and listeners use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 for a 20% discount. Today's episode of Homemaker Chic is brought to you by Tubes & Co. Organics. Tubes & Co. is your one-stop online shop for all things natural and organic from makeup to skincare. This is a company created by my friend Emily who has taken quality ingredients in makeup and skincare and shampoo and more to an entirely new level. Emily has stocked Tubes & Co. with tallow bombs, deodorants, shampoo, soaps, foundation, lipstick, skin tonics, eyeshadow, and so much more. Emily dreams of women using her makeup and skincare products with confidence, knowing that they're putting the purest, most natural ingredients onto their bodies and enjoying the pleasure that comes with taking care of your skin and body. Make sure you try the frankincense tallow bomb and if you want to match our red lip color, make sure you try the red wine lipstick. Visit tubesandco.com T-O-U-P-S dot com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER for 10% off your natural skincare and makeup purchase. Today's show is also brought to you by Jovial Foods at jovialfoods.com. Jovial Foods is a company that supplies us homemakers with the most gorgeous baking flours and foods. They are most well known for their einkorn flour, which is a high protein, weak gluten flour that bakes up buttery and rich. But good news to all our gluten-free folks, Jovial is paving the way for you too. Not only do they offer einkorn products like pasta, crackers, and cookies, but they also offer an entirely new line of gluten-free pastas and flours that are blowing the top off the gluten-free pasta world. So be sure to check out their fabulous cassava pasta and orzo while you're shopping at Jovial Foods. Oh, and the olive oil. For the love of all new things, friends, try the olive oil. This is a company that has an extreme love for high-quality ingredients, which is why we welcome them into our pantries and into our kitchens. Visit jovialfoods.com. Hmm. Well, we're kind of stepping- How did you not know about this place, though? I, I do want to ask. Mm. How did... Well, I did, did know about know? it. Stu and I saw it being built. It's very new. We saw it being built, okay. and it's... um. I don't... It looks like an Austrian castle, um, but like white stucco and timber and... Okay. Uh, just absolutely. So we saw it being built and I saw the stonework and the fountain. I was like, what is this place? Like, mm-hmm. this is unique. So I've known about it, but haven't, you know, it's expensive. It was a, <laughs> this was a one time thing. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I knew that it was there, but I hadn't really had a reason to go. OK, For let's just put it as that. But it's about 30 minutes away from my house. So it's really close, which is turns out it's really great. When you travel somewhere and you probably feel this in Door County, it's different when you're a visitor versus when you're a local. And so this it's even though this is a different town, like it's considered local with we're all in the same valley. And so this is part of Mm -hmm. the town really that I grew up in. And we used to go there all the time anyway. And so it's it's interesting to see it through visitors eyes and just almost feel at a deeper sense of peace and rest and relaxation because you're like, this is like my backyard. This is, I know this place. I'm not worried that I'm going to like turn down the wrong alley or Mm -hmm. park in the wrong spot. So it was like this whole new level of just enjoyment. Cause I was like, I know what restaurants I want to go to. You're saying hi to people, you know, on the street. I mean, it was just wonderful. The whole thing was just so wonderful, but a little crash course back into back into life. I'm like, does yeah. everyone have to talk so loud? Just I know I, I served dinner tonight. I'm like, okay, everyone, please, we're going to be civil. Mm-hmm. There's going to be no drama. Mm-hmm. Usually, our meals—I don't know how yours go because your kids are younger. My our meals get really raucous. <sighs> how, how do your meals go? <laughs> About the I mean, same. Moms of teenagers listening, like my kids are funny. Yeah, they. They're funny. And by the end of the meal, somebody's either crying or we're all laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much you control that. I mean, we actually walked our kids through. We had Jennifer Scott on last week. She has a book, um, an etiquette book for children. So we've mm-hmm. walked our children through that. Like, here are the appropriate manners. I don't mind so much them being kids and laughing yeah. and sharing stories. You know, there are certain behaviors we don't I don't like. Like getting up and running around the table or burping or no, being very no, no. sloppy with your food or how you're eating. Yeah. Um, I've also been to lots of dinner parties where, frankly, the company is pretty boring. Mm-hmm. So I'd always prefer raising children who can just laugh and have a good time. What? Why people don't people don't even laugh anymore. They don't make eye contact. They don't smile, they don't don't strike up conversation, Mm -hmm. and they definitely don't laugh. It's, it's, yeah. (laughs) I think that's a whole other. Okay, fine. All right, all right, we won't go But no, it's really true. I mean, like, I think there's a, there's a lot that's happened in the last year plus that's, yeah, there's a lot of sense of humor's gone. Yeah. And then, you know, never mind social cues from masking and all that. Yeah. Jazz, yeah. So. Well, I always strike up kind of like if I'm in an elevator with somebody, I'm always like, uh-huh. hey, how's it going? Is this your first time here? Oh, Where are you from? Really? What's up? Oh, yeah. I loved in my waiter. Like, I love to make conversation with people. It's part of the enjoyment for me. I like to like, OK, at, at a table with a with a waiter, but I'm not going to just talk to somebody in an elevator. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like. Miranda Priestley, I got my sunglasses on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, before we leave, I know listeners are like, oh, great. So you had a great time. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Sorry. (laughs) Were we back at the spa? Yeah, sorry. One more thing I have to share with you. Jeez. This was very special. The the owner of this hotel is local to this town. So he built this as a very special project of his. 
Well, he built an elevator, a special elevator in the hotel just to bring up a like eight or 10 foot marble tub into every room. I got in this tub last night after just basically being in hot, cold water all day long. I'm like, why not take a bath? Why not some more heat? Why not some more water? Sense. So Makes I draw a sense. bath and I slip in and I feel like a baby. This tub is four times deeper than my clawfoot tub that I have at my house. And I just like floated in it like a bobbling little, little baby. <laughs> and I just thought this is why like this is why this is a thing. Like I never understood why this was a thing. And now I get it because people want to feel like a baby in the bathtub. <laughs> I also had never understood like why would you want to be in a Roman bathhouse all day with just hairy basically naked men hanging around in pools and now now i get it (laughs) i get it (laughs) it makes total sense (laughs) because it's awesome it's so fun (laughs) it's 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 got you know like when you see that in the movies it's got to be awesome or they wouldn't do it oh i get it yeah, I'm like, why do people want to go in a sauna? It's hot in there. Why do want people want to take a cold plunge? It's cold in there. I'd love to put a sauna in. Oh, I'd yeah. love to like. I'm like DIY sauna. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Seriously, that'd be, that'd be so cool. Seriously, it's supposed to be. I mean, so good I know for people you. People do it every day. Yeah. So so good for mm-hmm. you. I know. I wonder how I can mm. sneak one of those into my laundry room. Hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just you just sneak it right in there. You, could, you know what you could do? You could build a special elevator that you could talk to people Perfect. on to get the sauna into your basement. Perfect. That's in the mm-hmm. budget. Let me tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Can I take this conversation in a completely different direction? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to anyway. While I was there and feeling all relaxed, I finally pulled the trigger on two things that I've been waiting to pull the trigger on. Okay. And okay. Lest y'all think I'm just living living my best posh life here. I've been saving up for this moment. Okay. I wanted new curtains for my dining room. So my dining room is your boot room. Like unfinished trim here, no trim there, paint here, patchwork there. And it looks nice when you take pictures of it, but in person, It was looking pretty rough. We painted it six years ago when we moved in. So I just repainted it a beautiful color in the Magnolia line called Summer Hay. Very similar to Revere Pewter, which it was before, but a little bit more yellow, a little warmer. Anyway, all that's to say. Two major things, two major discoveries during this, especially after my time at the hotel. Number one. We collect way too much. I shouldn't say we. Sorry to bring you in on this. I (laughs) have collected. (laughs) I have collected too much junk. Because we need to talk about that style. I know you talk about this in your magazine group a lot. But that layered style. I love having kitchen stuff. I've got cloth napkins Mm -hmm. and all different kinds of linens. And I love having different platters and pictures and that's stuff I use and stuff I love, but let's, I want Mm -hmm. you to talk about distinguishing 
those things because as I was sorting out things, as I was pulling them out to paint, we've talked about this before. I would look at a piece and say, you know what? You were great. You were $3 at Goodwill. It's charming. It's Mm -hmm. cute. It fits my style, but like, you're not going to come with me into the next phase. And I realized it's sort of this filtering and this progression and this maturing into, I'd rather have a little bit less, still the style I love that layered textured. I'm not a minimalist, Mm -hmm. but better things, things that you actually use. Right. So not the cracked picture. That's just charming. But if you can't use it, eh, should you have it? Especially if space is limited. So we need to talk about that. What did you end up? What did you end up getting rid of? Well, I kept a box of props that I'm keeping for my photo room because they're cute little charming things. A lot of tarnished silver that I got at Goodwill. Little platters, little teapots, some little cups that are cute. Mm -hmm. They have that vintagey, crusty cottage vibe that I love. Mm Mm-hmm serve no purpose other than that yeah um it's the shelves that get you what i think what do you mean the shelves like shelving for me nooks and crannies shelves get me that's where i get that's where i have to be really careful to not just start amassing crap stuff quite frankly and you're not sure where to put it like so you're just like i guess i'll just put it on the shelf where you won't really right yeah yeah. And it's also, it's always like little thing for me, it's little things yep. like dumb. <laughs> I can just think of something now. I have this little tiny galvanized pitcher. It's a miniature. It's like a galvanized watering can. Mm-hmm. I have a galvanized watering can and a galvanized pitcher and they're adorable. I don't know why I have them. Why aren't they in the Christmas box to go like on the garden Christmas tree or something? Mm-hmm. But it's just um, little tiny knickknacks yeah. like that for me. The silver, I remember parting ways with my, like, crusty, dingy silver stuff. Mm. I had these goblets. I'm like, you know what? These are cute. Same thing. They look good in photographs. Yeah. But these are, they serve no purpose. I'm not going to use them at a dinner party. Right. They have to go. Right. Yeah. That was the first thing you said. There's two things. Okay. Well, in that, before we get off that topic, um, the other thing I've been pretty aggressively filtering through is art. Mm -hmm. Again, it's very easy to go to Goodwill or to a junk shop and find some very charming art. And it's really easy for that to actually accrue. And I love Mm -hmm. gallery walls. I love the look of things, but cheap frames will get you. You kind of have these reprints of things. And then you put them in uh, slightly 70s frames, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you have a bunch of those and it really just kind of starts to look a little junky. Mm -hmm. Um, So I took all that stuff off the walls and now I'm asking myself, like, what do I actually want to go back on? Like, what do I want this room to say? Which is very fun. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So what I found was that there were a lot of, there's a lot of feminine elements in our dining room, right? We've got stacks of ironstone and um, dried hydrangeas and linens and, you know, all these beautiful little, what I would consider sort of feminine feeling things. And 
So I, this was my second thing. Why does stuff feel masculine or feminine in the home? Isn't that weird? Because I put these floral drapes up and I was like, no way. This Mm -hmm. room needs something. It needs a punch of masculine to counter some of the feminine art, the feminine touches that I have in here. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it felt too feminine. Yeah. Maybe that's not the right word for it, but I can't think of a better one. Fru-fru? No, no, not fru-fru. Or... Hmm. I have a gorgeous original oil painting of some cream colored roses. It's beautiful. Okay. But that it's like the yin and the yang thing that we've talked about Mm -hmm. before. Right. So that next to very feminine looking curtains, just the floral patterns, colors. It was just like, no, no, no. That's like a grandma. (laughs) That won't do. Yeah. Well, and then you have the wallpaper, you know, which is Mm -hmm. fix your camera. It's making me crazy. Well, the sun is like, I don't know what's happening here. (laughs) Yeah. So you have the wallpaper that's like scroll. Yeah. But you can't, you know, like an urn. You can't really see that next to anything too much. Is that going to, is that going to be in that room? So it's just in my built in with my Uh shelves. I put it behind the shelves. And I put it on the cap, the little cabinet doors in the hallway. But other than that, it's not in there. So just little tastes of it. Why did I think you were going to do? I decided not to put it on the whole oh. room. Why don't you do it on the wall where what you're about to tell me is going to go? That'd be baller. Well, that's just one wall. There's four walls. Is that weird? There's four curtain walls? No, there's one. Do it on the curtain wall. Just like an accent wallpaper wall. Sure. <laughs> I'm Angela. So you're I tell do us what about I want. The <laughs> anyway, um, I think it's the I think it's the line, you know, like you said, the colors, you've got obviously roses are feminine. Yeah. The curve of an iron stone pitcher is feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, you and you, you know, you've got your pretty uh uh buffet. Yep. It's not really masculine. Nope. It's it's got floral inlay. Floral, Wood work. floral inlay and yeah. Well, I ended up ordering my curtains. I pulled the plug. I didn't know you, the trigger. I didn't know you did it. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in the bath. I pulled the plug. <laughs> it was so wonderful. <laughs> it was hot and then it was cold. And it was masculine. And then it was feminine. <laughs> I'm going to take you here when you come see me. Yeah, yeah you are. Blow your mind. Oh, sorry, you see the audio just spiked. Like <laughs> anyway, I ended up getting okay. curtains. They are the Mackenzie tartan. Yeah, I'm. Those are pretty cool. I just was like, this is boop. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I got nothing. This is just beautiful. Yeah, those. Are, if I show those to Amelie, she's going to be like, "In what room are we getting uh-huh. those for?" Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I love that feel, and you know, the reality is, there are men who live here, so I don't want them to feel displaced. Yeah. I don't want it to feel too dainty, right? Right. It needs to right. feel, you know, pa- patrons know what I mean because of my. Fist action. <laughs> Gosh. It's very exciting. Oh, <clears throat> Do you want to know the other thing I pulled the 
plug on. I was <laughs> still in the back. Sorry. <laughs> Got a piece of hair. Uh, yes. Um, a gigantic jute rug for under my table. Nice. Edged? Yeah. In? Those things. Jute that dangles. Oh, okay. Fringe. Fringe. <laughs> Fringe. I think the um, you're looking for is I know everyone's like, what? A rug under your dining room table? Don't you get food in it? Yes, you do. Still. I, it's like, I like it. I don't know what to say. I have rugs all over my kitchen. I just take them outside every day, shake them out, bring them back in. Vacuum them, sweep yeah. them. Yeah. Jute hides a lot of things. Hides mm-hmm. a lot. So, and they're inexpensive. I mean, I wanted like a nine by 12, you know, really fill the space. Well, Uh you can pay like $3,000 for a really nice nine by 12. Right. This was like $200. (laughs) Right. So I can buy a lot of jute, new jute rugs every six months if I need to. (laughs) So much for better, not more. (laughs) Every six months. Just keep getting a new one. Uh, That will be very nice. Mm Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing that. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. I have a new rug down in the kitchen. And I said to the family again this morning, I was like, do you see this rug? See how beautiful it is and how pristine it is. This is not the rug that we carry a bowl of blueberries across. Blueberries. <laughs> Tell you Our what. floors are not sealed. So here's what I do. This is so bad because I forget to get my berries out at night when I get my meat out. Okay. So berries for breakfast. I put the berries in my... In the like plastic bag, because goodness knows we eat like all five pounds <laughs> in one yeah. in one sitting. Yeah. And I just let them sit in hot water to thaw them out okay. when I have a bad day and I have forgotten to get them out. Well, then that bag sits in the sink and we do breakfast part one. You know how it goes. And then breakfast part two comes around. Okay. And I've got the bag of berries in my sink and my kids then when I'm not looking, they go up and scoop more. They scoop it out of the bag, which is annoying because I've put it in a bowl for breakfast and they drip berries all down the side of my sink, all on the linens, and then they let them fall on the floor. And so in front of my sink is like berry bombs. No, that doesn't sound like kids at all. Purple, raspberry stains in the floor. That doesn't sound right. They're leaving their mark in the kitchen. So ain't that the truth. Oh my gosh. I tell you what. Salsa on the ceiling from people making salsa in the Cuisinart. It's just, it's incredible. <laughs> There's a reason that we need to go to spas yeah. and jump in a cold plunge. Well, let me tell you. Holy cow. There was a guy there. <laughs> Do you know what his whole job was, you guys? Oh, oh boy. He just went around and cleaned off baseboards. That's all he did. Just baseboard cleaner. Baseboard cleaner extraordinary. Like, could you come to my house? Spa. Just come really? to my house and just always make sure there's coffee and that my baseboards are clean and I'll pay you whatever you want. You want a child? I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I don't really see it so much. Well, no, I did see some dust on the baseboard behind my nightstand the other day. I was about mortified. I could have woven a sweater. Um, but for me, it's the. It's the corners, like going up the stairs. I'm like, how do you get 
tumbleweeds and dust and Legos and Lego friends heads and marker caps and Band-Aid wrappers like in one day on the stairs. I don't know. So much dust. Well, rugs help with that. You know, they're they at least keep it from like blowing like across. I think that's the problem is it blows. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm sure like the momentum of people coming down the stairs, they just bring it down with them. Right. Yeah. Yep. So what's on your docket this week? What's uh, what's coming Um, up for you? Gardening like a mad woman. Okay. Because this is our time. This is it. This is the home stretch here where any day now, risk of snow is going to be officially out of uh, the forecast. Yeah. But um, I mean, I have a lot of things in the ground, but then in a in just a couple of weeks, then I can finally do all the tenders. And so uh, even today after getting home, just hauling all the dirt, hauling all the mulch, um, everything looks a little sad and anemic right now. Anything that I've put out, and I'm assuming that's because of cold temperatures at night. Like my snaps look a little like translucent. Mm -hmm. Come on, come on, come back, Mm -hmm. come back. My onions always do that. I put them in, they look great. And then they get like a little like, yeah, we're going to be yellow for a while. (laughs) We don't think we like this. And then they come back. We don't think we like this. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's exciting. I've been working just so, just so tedious but working on my strawberry patch because the deer came in last year and decided to eat like a good two thirds of it. I swear, uh, the greens off the top. And so they left the weeds of course and ate the strawberry greens. And so now I'm weeding and then taking all the runners and trying to like replenish Mm -hmm. what they destroyed. And it just feels like such a colossal waste of time. I was, I did it for about two hours today. Mm -hmm. There's probably another two hours to go I know. I'm just wondering. It's like, sis, should I just buy some strawberries? <laughs> when you do the hourly is really rate, worth the jo- it's is pretty really dire. Worth the joy of one bowl of strawberries a year. The only you know, vegetable that it makes sense to grow is zucchini. <laughs> seriously, because you know it's going to happen. Everything else. Well, let me tell you this. The other day, we came home from a little bit of time in town. Come down our driveway, this our gravel driveway, and our cow is standing in the middle of our driveway, just looking at us. Like, what up? Mother. What up, Cece? Why are you standing in the middle of the road, Cece? So I jump out. I go up and pet her like, oh, what are you doing here? And then all of a sudden I hear Georgia go, the sheep are in the market garden. The sheep, the sheep are in there. And I was like, well, somebody, I was trying to kind of hang on to CC. Stu was running off to get her halter because sometimes she gets a little hot when she knows she's tasted freedom and she takes off through the orchard. And then oh it's like gosh, a, it's like a me? cow rodeo and it's hilarious because she she's like a little puppy. She's like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Like we're playing. OK, watch what I can do. But she's a thousand pounds. I know. With horns. The, the funniest thing about a cow and just being a cow owner for just a little bit over a year now is like, well, and my fern, she's just like kind of an old broad. Yeah. She's chill. Yeah. Right. But but watch out if she gets a spring in her step. Right. Holy cow. She's like, boing, boing. Yeah. She's jumping and frolicking and her head's going everywhere. She's just (laughs) like you, these movements that you didn't think were possible out of this huge beast. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hilarious. You got to watch out. 
It is. It's hysterical. It's hilarious because when you know your cow well, which you do your dairy cow, you know them like mm-hmm. you do your children or like your dog. And you know what they're, you know, their moods, you know, when they're having a bad day, you know, when they're mm-hmm. feeling quite spirited. And mm-hmm. anyway, she was, she was fine, but the sheep were in the market garden and that was two days ago. And I haven't even gone to look because Stu went in there, chased him out and he just puts his hand on my shoulder and he's just like, don't look like just, just don't look. It's Malva. Just look away (laughs) and never come back. Exactly. So I actually haven't been up there because I wanted to enjoy my Sabbath yesterday. I wanted, Mm -hmm. I wanted to not, be in a bad sour mood for church and then I went from there to this surprise getaway so I haven't actually gone to see I have been warned that the entire bed of purple storage cabbages are gone which was about 50 heads of cabbage oh that's great I mean it's great that's wonderful (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's just great (laughs) thank you sheep oh my goodness I do know that feeling, though, as like as mom and homemaker, I have look away moments like, you know, I'm just going to turn and Mm -hmm. act like this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't think about that today. I'll think about that tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. I had a moment like this. I'll never forget it. One of the worst parenting moments of my life. Georgia was very young. Owen was very young. Will was a teeny tiny baby. We had just gone the rounds, Georgia and I. Owen was just being Mm. a little difficult. Pistol. (laughs) He reaches up on the counter, pulls a chair over to the counter, reaches up, grabs a bowl, yanks it off the counter onto the carpet. Eight dozen eggs. Awesome. Exploded on Mm. my carpet. And I looked at it and I walked outside and I called a cleaning company and I was like, if I pay you this much, will you come here right now? <laughs> and they said, yes. So I left. Oh I walked away and I didn't come back for like four hours. I mean, I took my kids with me. Don't worry. I loaded them up in our van, the van. I put a DVD on the DVD player in the van and I drove around How did our hometown for money four to hours. Even do that I probably that put it on a credit card. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say. I believe by what you just told me, you were pretty broke at the time. (laughs) I couldn't. It was a look away moment. It was like either somebody helps me with this or I light this house on fire. I'm joking. Get a match. That's what I was saying. Get a match. Um, Um, I did that. So, okay. I'm just like, everybody's going to just think I'm so pathetic. I'm sitting here with no makeup and I watched six hours of HGTV. And I will confess this to you that last week... I got such a spicy food craving at night. I'm not pregnant. I don't know what my problem was. I'm like, Joel, I have to have salsa right now. (laughs) I have to. You have to get me some salsa. And I'm going to sit in my bed and I'm going to watch my new show with salsa and chips. Well, my drawer was open in my nightstand and it has all my essential oils in it. And I was so bloody tired. And I, they gave it to the kids that Amelie brought me this house. I'm like, I feel like a queen. This is so decadent. I never do anything like this. I'm going to sit in my bed and eat my salsa. And I set it on the nightstand and it spilled into my essential oil drawer. And you know what I did? 
I just closed the drawer and went to bed. (laughs) That's what I did. There are so many great elements of this story. Not today. Not today. Close it. Not today, Salsa. Not today. See you tomorrow, Salsa. (laughs) Just not going to do it. You know, we talked that no fairy is coming. There's no fairy. Well, the other night I knocked a Pellegrino bottle off my nightstand and it shattered because we're in the basement with a cement floor. Son of a So it just shatters little beautiful green glass everywhere. Look at the sun. What is happening? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this Pellegrino bottle shatters everywhere. Do I clean it up? No, I don't clean it up. At all. I step around the glass the next day. Owen comes down. He's like, hey, mom, did you know? Look, there's a broken bottle. I was like, yeah, I know. Do I clean it up that day? No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> She's <laughs> jumping into bed. <laughs> Get it from Stuart's side and roll Kinda over to my side. <laughs> the next day, Jordan was like, mom, you have to see this. You have to come see this. Oh, what is it? Run down there. She's like, somebody broke a Pellegrino bottle. And there's glass all over your floor. Yes, there is. Did I clean it up that day? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did clean it up on day four. How many? Nobody got glass splinters nope. in the meantime? Nope. Oh, my kids. Each one of them would have had 42 splinters. I. That's all I do is pull splinters out of people or look for the <laughs> tweezers. It's unbelievable. Oh. You know what? Sometimes you can't and sometimes you can't. No, I really did. I just, my girls watched me. They're like, mom, I just closed the door. You know what? They couldn't believe it. Here we are. Oh, just home making (laughs) with a podcast. If y'all, I know again, we're right there alongside you. The only reason we can do like the cleaning and the decluttering and all these episodes that we do is because we're constantly cutting corners that get us into a pickle. That's just the reality of it. Isn't it? Isn't it? Thawing, thawing berries in hot water. Or like leaving a three gallon pot of beautiful bone broth on the stove for so long that it rots because God forbid you just strain it into a glass jar, you fool. Uh, what is, what is it with the the broth and the stock and the rotting? I don't know. Why is that such a spectacular skill that I cannot just package it up and freeze it or something? I don't know. I'm always like, Joel, take this putrid thing out to the woods. I don't want, don't take the lid off. You're going to vomit. Like, just get it out of here. Stool, stool lift up the lid and be like, is this supposed... What is it? This has been on the stove for four days. Is it still good, do you think? Is it still good? No. No, it's not. I ruined it. I'm a terrible, terrible homemaker. Um, what I do is I make a, wow, this is, this is like, this, people are going to lose all sorts of faith in us after this episode. I make, um, bean soup in my instant pot (laughs) and I make a lot of it. And then, I serve it for lunch the next day and I always make too much still. So then I put it back in the cooler, hoping that someone will want it. And I'm too lazy to package it up. So I take the whole instant pot since I have a walk-in cooler and I set it in there. And then like a week later when I need the instant pot again, (laughs) hey, there it is. It's fuzzy. 
I do this every day of my life. <laughs> Fuzzy food again, Ange. <laughs> Someday. Someday we will grow up, but that day is not today. Ladies, thanks for hanging with us on this Monday Hangout. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm surprised we even made it an hour, to be honest with you. Is this still part of the show? Yeah. I promise that we will come back on Thursday with some amazing forward motion, inspiring, rich content for you. Today was not that day. Post Mother's Day recovery. Yeah. You're welcome. You're, Cheers. You're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>